0: Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Pickle and the Human Experience. This is your host Nono Delono, and I've missed you so very much. As you already know, I've been away for about a month now, and I was at the time going through my own chaos era, my own ego death era, and it has been an insane month for me. So I thought it would only do it justice if I come back and talk both about chaos and ego. Now, chaos and ego are quite common in the human experience. They happen quite a lot in our lifetimes uh, to some people more than others. At some point earlier this week, I was talking to a colleague about uh, where I was for the past month, and uh, the least I could say about it is that it's chaotic. And at some point, I started talking about or mainly describing my life as chaotic, and I was taken aback by that because, well, the thing is, I've always known my life to be chaotic, but I, it was it was different this time, and then I realized that my feelings had changed about the word chaos, and my perception is completely not completely, but mostly different, because now I know that. The thing is, life doesn't change that much. It will keep doing its own thing. It's our perception and our our own ideas about it change. So, in in that moment, I realized, without really knowing it, that my perception of chaos has completely changed, and the way I perceive it, the way I talk about it, is completely different now. Years ago, when Extremely chaotic things used to happen all the time. Um, I was still in uh, in a state where I wanted to have control over life. I wanted to have control over my goals, control over how things go. And right now, I'm in a way more peaceful state, knowing that I do not control anything and just letting things flow however they want to flow. And that has given me a lot of strength to push through everything that has happened. And so, let's define chaos. Now, chaos in the dictionary is the complete disorder and confusion. Now, if you remember in my last episode, we talked about the different phases that people go through when it's time for them to change something in their lives. And the first uh, phase is usually fear that's when you're afraid to make changes that's when you are not sure what to do that's when everything is just not working and that's because we as people as souls more specifically as a soul you already have this innate calling to make a change but you may not realize it right away and then life starts giving you and showing you Different things based on the way uh, or based on the callings that your soul is asking for. So when it was time for me to change things in my life again, um, things just started popping up left and right in my real life. So for me, it was changing uh, some social media stuff. It was changing the way I dress, a little bit of changes here. And there were definitely changes in my health as well um for more than a year now i've been struggling with a tooth problem and the moment that i decided that okay i'm going to end this problem here and now because it was quite literally affecting my day-to-day activities the next day i fell in a very 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 bad flu and i didn't really know what to do about that because i you know i don't really get sick all that much but when i do get sick it's quite insane it's intense it's um just not the best experience you would want to have and that flu was so bad to the point where i was um only having half days at work and i i keep getting too tired to do anything by maybe 3 hours into my work day and then i have to go all the way back home have to visit the the doctor and so on and so forth and then i was like okay maybe this is a calling for me to like relax and you know step back and stuff like that cuz you know also things at work have been going quite intense uh recently so i decided to do that i decided to take things a bit easier and i was getting better And then the moment I started pushing myself again, I fell into a worse flu. (laughs) And that worse flu was so bad to the point where I was bedridden for a whole week. I was um, suffering a fever that does not come down. And instead, whenever I have a, um, a fever medicine, I would get worse. I don't even know. I don't know. Even the doctors were confused, but well, there is that. So I got better after three days of consecutive um, fever medicines and antibiotics and stuff like that. And then I decided to go to uh, the hospital again for something else. Now, that decision was already pre made before I got sick. I had just decided on uh, having the super scary operation that was um meant to relieve me of my <laughs> wisdom teeth issue and the doctors told me that it is an emergency operation you have to do it as soon as possible and stuff like that so i agreed to it and that's when i got sick so after after i got better it was time for me to get some checkups for the operation and i went for it and then they they were also terrified because i, I had still Uh, a relatively bad cuff and they were like, if this continues, we may not be able to do the operation. And I was like, so are we doing it or are we not doing it? They were like, there's no way to tell, you have to come uh, before the operation, we'll check on you and we'll let you know. So throughout this month, I was in a consistent state of not knowing what's gonna happen next. And it was really, really difficult because I'm used to knowing at least partially what's going to happen, right? But at that point, I wasn't really aware if I was going to do the operation, if I wasn't going to do it. Uh, am I going to be able to do well at work? If I don't if I do do it and I go back, am I going to be able to do well at work? Am I not going to be able to do well at work? Am I going to be able to go back to recording my uh, podcast or not? Because when I was sick, I wasn't able to really speak. And then after... Uh, after the operation thing was decided, I was also confused because if I do it, I'm also going to be very sick to the point where I can't really speak because my mouth is going to be all stitched up, right? And still, I was I was still in the, in the flow state, right? I was terrified, not going to lie, but I was still in the flow state. I was still um, keeping calm <laughs> at that point. And the thing is, I went um, to the hospital on the night of the operation that was when they told me to come and I went in and I told them I told even the receptionist the guy was supposed to admit me uh, I told him I'm not really sure if I'm supposed to be uh, doing this right now but they told me that I should be checked uh, on tonight and then they will decide and everything was just so weird because I really thought I was going to go back home and go to work the next day normally but no not really they took me all the way to my room they admitted me and (laughs) my sister had to go back to the car and bring my stuff and all that and then um even then i was still not sure if i'm gonna do it or not so i um i talked to the nurse who was there with me and and she told me yes of course you're gonna do it you're already here i'm like are you serious like are you are you sure and I kept asking that question even uh, even in the operation room. I kept asking everybody. I was just in denial. <laughs> but being the Lulu was not the Solulu at that point. And I did uh actually end up having the operation. And it wasn't only for my wisdom teeth. Uh those were the emergency stuff. Uh there were other things that they wanted to do. So it was seven hours. Uh, in the operation room and then a few days of uh, bloody warfare in my mouth uh, in which I was not able to eat which is one of my favorite things in the world Uh, not being able to speak not being able to do much I was relying on my family for pretty much everything and I'm really 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 grateful that they were there for me and they were there with me Um, and then (laughs) And then um, in the same week, actually, the mo a few days after I was able to get out of bed and relatively speak somewhat, um, I was supposed to travel. So <laughs> in the same week of having that operation, and after a week or two or three of being extremely sick, I still had to travel. I still had to do some stuff. So I was planning my trip. I was booking everything the night before the trip was supposed to take place. And then I went, uh, with my medications (laughs) and, um, I went alone, of course, and, and it hit me in the, in the airport lounge. So in the airport lounge, I was, um, having, it was, it was time for my meds. So I was taking them and I was at the airport lounge waiting for a flight. And I was also uh, planning some things to do once I get there. So you can imagine all that chaos happening at the same time. And the, the reason why I was traveling is for a course. So I was also preparing myself to go back to, you know, formal socializing and stuff of the sort, which was definitely weird because, um, I haven't seen people in months, uh, sorry, in weeks at that point and I haven't been able to speak that much you know you know for a while and I was I was I was just overall you know processing everything and when I did uh travel I ended up meeting people from all over the world and this podcast has been shared with people from all over the world people from the far east people from the far west people from the middle people from the south people from the north i met some japanese people i met some people from all all uh, places in africa i met people from europe people from america people from you know really really everywhere (laughs) it was it was wonderful it was really really refreshing to you know be surrounded by literally the whole world and i loved it and um i did very well at the course i felt the pressure of the (laughs) instructor uh asking me to be like a sidekick for him because i come from the same uh, background as the course apparently and (laughs) i ended up being a mini tutor for those around me which was really really fun it was it was like i'm fast pacing back into life and uh, at the same time i was having meds at the same time i was managing the whole food situation because i still can't eat very well um and it was a week long the course and then i went back to my place or let's say my home and after coming back Uh, it hit me that I have to go back to work now. (laughs) And that's a whole different story. (laughs) So I went back to work. Um, I was was quite confused most of the work week (laughs) because everything is new now. I forgot most of the things that I was doing. So I was like catching up with everything that I had, all the deadlines that I have, uh, everybody that I need to reconnect with. And it was also a chaotic time at work because we had this very big thing happening. And most of uh, the people I usually deal with were, weren't around. So I was mostly just uh, doing what I can at that point. And now that it's the weekend and I'm back in my room and I'm back and everything is like relatively calm. Everything is, you know, somewhat um, relaxed it hit me that I also did not upload in a very long time. And that made the the little empty spot in my heart that made sense because I love recording this podcast and I love talking to you, all of you. And um, I love sharing with you because from the responses that I'm getting and I'm very, very grateful for, um, It really, really, really means a lot to me. And apparently, there are people who are benefiting from this podcast. So I'm very, very grateful. And finally, this journey of chaos that I have been through for the past month has been life altering because after waking up from that surgery, I was not myself, I was someone new. And I'm still getting to know this new person, and I'm still getting to, you know, better understand everything again. And it's just wild. But the thing is, the thing that got me through all of this is the constant flow state. I'm in a constant flow state. No matter what i'm faced with no matter what difficulty no matter how chaotic and insane things can get i'm still here in a flow state i still accept whatever is happening and i deal with it accordingly now i also mentioned something about the ego death now what is the ego the ego in the dictionary is a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance in other words it is also the part of the mind that mediates your conscious and unconscious sides and it is responsible for reality testing and sense of personal identity now how i would define ego from a soul perspective or point of view it is the tiny um, shell around a very tiny seed, so we as children, we come up to the world as teeny tiny fruit, and inside the fruit that the world is uh, dealing with, so if let's say you're an apple okay or a lemon or whatever you you would think of yourself as a fruit, <laughs> okay um, there is a fruit that there's an external part of you, and that is what That is the way that you deal with people. That is how people perceive you. That is your flavor that you add to the rest of the world, okay? And in the core, in the heart of it, there is the seed. And that seed is made up of a very tough shell. And inside it, there is a relatively softer um, core. That core of the seed is you, okay? That is the inner you. That is the you that we are talking about. And the shell that's around the, the core of that seed, that is your ego, okay? So let's explain more. The ego is the shell around the core of the seed. Now, what does that mean? That means that your ego is the thing that protected you when you were very, very little. As young humans we come up to the world we have no idea what's going on we all we only uh, we're only reliant on our caregivers we think the world is all love and fun for us we think everybody loves us and so on and so forth but as you grow in that uh, period of your life you find out that there are people who are mean for no reason there are people who are doing this and that for no reason and it's just really confusing So, as a child who has not yet developed self uh, protection, your ego does that for you. Okay. So, your ego has had a purpose all along. It comes up when you are young to, or it is developed when you are young to protect you from all the weird things that happen in the world that you're not ready to face. Okay. However, because it is a hard shell, you eventually grow. To become the person who can do the protecting for yourself you can become the person or you do become the person who takes care of themselves who learns how to protect themselves who learns how to deal with the world and its people and everything like that now the thing is when you do grow when you're attempting to grow the ego because it is a hard shell that doesn't really grow (laughs) It's just there to protect that version of you. It doesn't really grow with you. It is the same. It stays the same. Okay. And that is a bit of a problem when you are about to grow, when you're about to change your life, because it will try to contain you inside. Okay. What protected you one day could be what's hindering you the next and that is the normal state of things because you know just like when you build a house to uh, create stability and comfort for your uh, family and the family itself grows at some point you'll need to move to a bigger house if you have a lot of uh, kids if you uh, are having more people in your family let's say your uh let's say your your parents are moving in with you and stuff like that that makes your needs Different, and that makes your life different, and that requires that you have a different, bigger house to accommodate everything, and that's what happens with us as well. We grow, we become skillful, we become wise, we become um, experimental, we become adventurous, and all of these things they cannot be contained within the small shell of who we used to be when we were children. Okay, so the thing is, when you uh, plant these seeds okay let's say you have 10 seeds and you plant them in not all of them grow right because sometimes the shell is so hard it's so rough that it does not allow the tiny seed to actually or the the core to actually break out and grow into a new tree okay and this if you're into gardening you know this so that is the example where ego becomes the problem that doesn't let you grow out of what you know and become the person who you're meant to become. So, as a person as a core if you are strong enough to break out of that ego that's when your life is going to start to change and that's why we see a lot of people not really changing because it's comfortable inside it's the comfort zone i've known it it has protected me all my life it's good for me and that was definitely the fact for a long time but at some point that stops being the fact and, and now it's time for you to change so the ego is a bit tricky because again, we trusted it for a very, very long time. And sometimes it, uh, it comes off as intuition. You would, you might mistake it for intuition, but eventually you you learn to differentiate between the two. You learn to differentiate between what is my intuition, which is a, a very important tool for growth, and what is my uh, ego, which is a, a tool of safety and confinement we need to have confidence like i mentioned in previous episodes because confidence is the belief that i'm going to be okay no matter what once you develop that strong confidence in yourself and support it with experiences that showcase how things turned out well when you trusted yourself the ego becomes less powerful Okay, because when we don't have any trust in ourselves, when we think that we are not resourceful, not skillful, not wise enough to do things and decide things for ourselves, that us that's us giving the control off to our ego and that's keeping us where we are. But when we are talking about, let's say, um, trying something new, doing something risky, that is not exactly illegal, but just risky for you as someone who is not used to doing it, um, then for sure you're going to realize and convince yourself that you are resourceful, you are skillful, you can do things. So the moment that you start doing that, that is when the ego becomes very, very wounded Okay, because you're hurting it, you're not believing in it, and it's trying to get your your trust back, and that's when you get the inner conflict from maybe maybe this is you know maybe this worked only this once, or maybe uh, maybe I could do this, but I can't do anything else, and maybe and maybe and maybe, and all of these self doubting or self limiting beliefs they are the things that are really, really, really going to push as hard as possible for you to stay within the comfort zone, stay within the seed shell, stay within the ego limits. But your job as someone who's growing is to break out of it to the best of your ability. And that's when you start learning and that's when you start experimenting and that's how you progress and develop and change over time. So this episode is not long (laughs) for sure, but i really hope that it helps someone out there and i hope that it opens up someone's uh perspectives about themselves and i'll see you in the next one love you bye